welcome to another episode in our pregnancy series. Um, today we are breaking down the second trimester. So if you missed it, we broke down the first trimester last week um, and then we'll be doing the third next week. But uh, we are just going to discuss some commonly, commonly discussed subjects such as choosing between doctor, midwife, hospital birth, home birth, what to expect in the second trimester, all that good stuff. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, not in, we're going to talk about some details, but we're not going to talk about everything all at once because there's just so much information. So if you ever have any questions regarding anything that we talk about here, um, just feel free to reach out and I'd be happy to help. So let's begin with what to expect during the second trimester, because that's probably the most important in your mind right now. This is what I've heard a lot of women say is their favorite trimester because not only does morning sickness tend to disappear but they also emotionally and physically feel better and just more energetic um, and this is because the hormones are starting to regulate and your body's just feeling better because you are well everything's just getting better you don't have the nausea anymore um, you're not having like those fluctuations as much in your hormones so you will start to begin to feel hiccups and movements of your baby, um, which is very exciting. Dreams might actually become more odd and vivid. I have had a lot of women tell me that they've had very strange dreams, um, which is very interesting. Anxiety might also start to creep in, which is why it's really inc important to incorporate peacefulness into your life during this, this phase. Um, you'll have increased appetite, aches and pains might be might come depending on how you're exercising and how you're st how long you're standing. This is really dependent on each person. So a lot of person, a lot of people will have more aches and pains than others. Um, but it also depends on how you've prepared your body for pregnancy as well. So if you have started with really good pelvic floor training and joint strengthening, then you shouldn't notice as much aches and pains. Um, but posture and pelvic changes will happen. It doesn't matter who you are. It does happen because you are growing a human being and it's going to move things around a little bit. Your rib cage is going to change. Your, your pelvis is going to change slightly. And so you got to expect that. So this can be addressed through exercise as well as abdominal support, and it can drastically change how much pain you feel during the third trimester because that is when women start to feel a lot more back pain. So this is a good trimester to start exercising well and taking care of your pelvic floor and your breathing and supporting your joints. It's a really important trimester. Some women experience sensitive gums, dizziness and poor circulation, GI issues, constipation, hemorrhoids, leg cramps, spider and varicose veins, and UTIs. Now, the reason why I'm including these in here is because a lot of women do deal with these. However, these are easily prevented through supporting the hormones and gut before getting pregnant as well as during pregnancy. And this is something that a lot of doctors neglect to tell their patients. Um, if you got pregnant without even planning it, that is okay. You can actually support your body while you're pregnant so that you don't experience as many of these symptoms. Um, it really shouldn't be that much of an issue because when you are pregnant, you are basically sharing your vitamin and mineral stores with the baby. Um, it's important to support those stores and to make sure that you're not completely depleted because that's when you're going to start finding that your teeth are having issues, your gums are having issues, you're going to have poor circulation, all that kind of stuff. So it's really important to support your body through all of this. 
normal changes um, that happen in pretty much everybody is increased breast size, minor weight gain, and more flexible joints and connective tissue. This is just because of a certain hormone that's just going to make your, your joints a little bit more lax. But also increased libido is often a symptom. Uh, shortness of breath due to the baby growing and leaving less space for the lungs to fully expand. This is why you want to do some breathing exercises. You really want to make sure that you're breathing deeply as much as possible because poor circulation and dizziness can usually be because you're not breathing deep enough. And then also stretch marks and Braxton Hicks later on during the end phase of your, your second trimester. Those will also make an appearance as well. The energy increase comes from an increase in estrogen levels, which is released by the ovaries. The initial morning sickness and the other early on symptoms of your first trimester will most likely leave your body, depending on how healthy your, your organs are before you got pregnant. Um, as far as nausea lasting throughout your whole pregnancy, that's usually a gallbladder issue, but it can also be a hormone issue as well. So that's something that you'll have to address. Um, if you're terrified about nausea lasting your entire pregnancy, I've had an aunt who had that same exact problem with I think every single one of her pregnancies, and I just can't even imagine. It's terrible, but it is preventable, I promise. <laughs> um, so anyway, this means that you are ready to begin nesting and preparing. This is usually when women start to set up the nursery, they start to make big decisions about their birth plans, all that good stuff. So this is the perfect trimester to start beginning meal prep as well for your fourth trimester when you're not really interested in cooking or anything. You're not in, interested or in the mood to make meals and you're just tired and you're just focusing on your newborn baby and healing. So this is the perfect time to start that. This is why I have a program specifically for this to help women prepare foods ahead of time with good meal planning. As for exercise, it's important to continue avoiding lots of heavy lifting, supinated workouts, which means laying on your back. You want to really definitely avoid those um, during this trimester. And really be gentle with flexibility and balance exercises as the connective tissue is less stable. Um, eating a lot of fiber, lean proteins, and essential fatty acids are increasingly important as well as avoiding fishes high in mercury and limiting your caffeine to intake. I really don't think women should avoid coffee altogether. I never really tell people to avoid coffee completely, but limiting your coffee intake, your caffeine intake is really important because it's just not going to, it's not going to do you any good because what it's doing is it's a diuretic. Caffeine always is. It doesn't matter what form it's coming in, if it's coffee, tea, whatever. Um, it's going to deplete your body of minerals, which as I already mentioned, is already happening due to pregnancy already. So you really want to make sure that you're supporting it um, by limiting your caffeine intake or at least replacing the lost mineral stores after you drink caffeine. So just saying. The main goal in your pregnancy is to plan well while still remaining flexible because you really want to make sure that any contingencies are dealt with, but you want to be flexible so you're not causing stress. Um, this ensures a smooth transition through all phases of pregnancy, but it also allows you to breathe deeply, be peaceful, and stay in the moment. So I always tell women that preparing for pregnancy and planning ahead is really important, but just like with anything in your life, you have to maintain flexibility so that you are able to roll with the punches. And if something comes up that you weren't expecting, you're able to just 
flow through, okay? It's really important to be peaceful through this whole thing. The biggest choice in a woman's life when preparing for her pregnancy is who will be present during, or sorry, labor and delivery in particular, is who will be present during delivery when, when it does happen um, and where will it happen. So these are really two very important topics. Part of the discussion lies in whether you are high or low risk pregnancy. This is something that we can't overlook. High risk pregnancies will require a specialist or hospital setting in order to closely monitor everything that's going on, especially if you've been on bed rest. So it's important to really find out if you are high risk or low risk because that's going to that's going to determine your decision right there. So some hospitals will allow a midwife if that is your preference. Um, a lot of hospitals don't give them the liberties to do as much as they they could in a more private setting, but that's something you'd have to discuss with your hospital and see how they interact with that. Um, doctors don't like their toes being stepped on. I have noticed that, and I'm pretty sure everyone has noticed that. So it's really important to find a good symbiotic relationship that's going to go on if you choose a midwife and a hospital. Doctors are often overworked and have many other focuses other than delivery. This is also the problem that we're running into as far as blood work. Because they're overworked in other areas, they're not reading blood panels as accurately as they should. And so a lot of people are getting misdiagnosed and mistreated. So pregnancy is also one of those things. You want to make sure that you are getting the most competent person to be there during your labor and delivery. Otherwise, you're going to be left in the dark and you're not going to know what's going on. So it's really important if you choose a doctor to choose the right doctor for you and make sure that they will be available to you. So um, doctors are typically only present for the delivery and for periodic check-ins. Um, they're not really there long-term. On the other hand, midwives are solely focused on labor and delivery as well as prenatal and postpartum health. This is really important. So you do go in for postpartum checks with your doctor, but the midwife is more attentive to postpartum health and recovery. So it's important to know which one you would prefer as far as um, following you throughout your whole pregnancy. They follow you through pregnancy from beginning to end, giving individualized attention and more knowledgeable. Um, they are more knowledgeable of natural labor practices and minimal intervention. Again, you can find doctors who do the same thing. There are certain doctors that are more knowledgeable in uh, natural labor practices, including birthing positions and things like that. So again, it's going to be a process of an elimination. Um, if you want a doctor, find the right one. If, it, if this is a doctor that works at just as well as a midwife, then that's maybe something you want to go for. So it's, again, completely up to you. So this generally provides a more relaxed and peaceful experience. You want something as peaceful as possible when you're delivering. Nurse midwives actually can provide medical care in case of emergencies. So if that is something that you're more interested in over a doctor, I would highly recommend looking up nurse midwives. Collaborative care is always an option. That's something you don't want to rule out. So you can get a nurse midwife and a regular midwife if you want to. You can get a nurse midwife and a doctor. Um, whatever you want to do as long as they're willing to collaborate with each other. It is important to interview your midwives to ensure that you are choosing the right one for you because there will be midwives who will seem great on paper, but they will not follow through with you during labor and delivery process. And I have seen this happen in women's lives um, where they will have a long, arduous labor and delivery. And there are tons of things that this midwife should have done and could have done to help make the delivery 
um, a lot smoother and a lot less painful. So it's really important to understand where your midwife is coming from and how she's going to help you during that process. And again, you want to do this for your doctors as well. As for where you want to labor and deliver, it all comes down to personal choice. Um, also, you want to take any risks associated with your pregnancy into account. A higher risk pregnancy might be better in a hospital or a midwifery center. Um, usually they have access to emergency equipment, but these are more rare to find, especially if you're in states that don't allow midwifery. So the positives of a home birth include comfort and being in a familiar place with familiar people in a controllable area where you can call the shots. Now, this is really, really tempting for a lot of women because it is your baby, it is your body, and you are the one delivering it. So making sure that you are able to call the shots and not be pushed into a decision that you don't want to make is, an, is oftentimes the most attractive thing for women. However, hospital and home births might, or hospital birth might be more your speed if you want that protection of having emergency equipment there, even if something doesn't happen. So these are all options that you have. They are all really, really complicated, but also straightforward at the same time. And I know that sounds really, really, really stupid, but Ultimately, the decision comes down to what would you feel more comfortable doing? What would, who would you feel more comfortable being around? And why are you choosing what you're choosing? Are you at high-risk pregnancy or are you a low-risk pregnancy? So you got to take all of these things into account. So anyway, I hope that this information helps you. I haven't exhausted these topics, obviously, because this podcast is only going to be about 15 minutes long. So if you want more information, I have saved a lot of this information in my uh, pregnancy highlight on my Instagram page, and it does detail a little bit more of the pros and cons associated with certain things. Um, I broke down Pitocin. I broke down, um, uh, oh gosh, I got to... I should have made note of this before I started this, but I broke down a, quite a few pros and cons for you guys to be able to give you an easier, more straightforward perspective on the pros and cons of certain things. But Pitocin was a big one. Pitocin I added in there because not a lot of women are um, aware of the the downsides to Pitocin, which I don't understand why, but it's okay. We did epidurals as well. So if you want to go check those out, I did save them in my pregnancy highlights on Instagram. You can go take a look at those, save them for later. Um, and I also have the information posted on the page as well, the feed. But if you have any questions regarding any of the stuff that we've discussed today, please let me know. I'd be happy to answer your question. And if I don't have an answer, I will be honest with you. And I always recommend research. So if you are not sure about something, always research it. That is going to be your greatest ally is research. But I'm always here. I'm constantly doing research and I'm very happy to help where I can. So anyway, I am very uh, excited to break down the third trimester next week. I hope that you enjoyed this topic today. And I hope you're enjoying this series. We're going to break down, I think, the third and fourth, and that's going to be the end of our series. So I'm really excited about those two. Um, the fourth trimester is something that a lot of people talk about, but they don't talk about in detail enough for my 
my liking. Um, so we're going to break it down a little bit more in ways that you might not expect. So I'm very excited for that one as well. But thank you guys for listening today. Um, thank you for joining me on this subject. And if you want to watch the video podcast, don't forget that's on YouTube. You can watch me on video. It's not very interesting, but if you want to see my face, it's there. I will link everything in the description of this episode. In the meantime, I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day.